Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show. And Dayton has won! Dayton has won! All right, champion! Nailed it! Nailed it! It's the shot clock! He's got it! Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. Tonight's show is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Frickers. For over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. And good evening, everyone. A happy new year to you as uh, we are here at Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and your home of the Anthony Grant Show. Monday nights during the college basketball season, and with the holidays, it's uh, been a while since we were here uh, to gather to talk a little Dayton basketball, but here we are now. Uh, on this uh, first Monday in 2019, the Dayton Flyers have begun conference play with a 72-48 to win over Richmond, 9-5 and overall on the road this week with a game at George Washington on Wednesday and then a home game on Sunday against UMass. Of course, we'll be talking about all that, but some news to bring you up to date. Uh, first of all, Obi Toppin has been named the Rookie of the Week in the Atlantic 10 for the third time this season. Uh, and, and, and that's unprecedented because uh, usually uh, the A-10, <laughs> Dayton's not done well as far as getting uh, individual honors in the A-10, and a lot of times not uh, getting freshmen just because uh, they haven't gotten a lot of opportunities. But Obi's getting his opportunity, making the most of it three times, uh, A-10 Rookie of the Week. And also, there is a new member of this Dayton Flyer basketball team, uh, and he, it is official. He is on the team. He is enrolled in school. Uh, he'll be in the classroom, he'll be on the practice floor, and next year you'll see him in uniform, Chase Johnson, 6'9", 219, out of Ripley, West Virginia, uh, coming to Dayton after uh, uh, spending a year at Florida and, and coach uh, uh, this man uh, by all his credentials, very impressive, and just uh, the way he, he's uh, carried himself through this process, impressive as well. Yeah. First of all, Happy New Year, everybody. Great to be back out here with you guys. Appreciate you, everybody coming out. And uh, obviously excited for Obi. You know, to be honored, I, I think obviously, you know, he's he's a guy I think just continues to grow and get better, and certainly happy that he's recognized by our league. And you know, we're excited to add add Chase to our team. You know, it it uh it was really a quick recruitment. Uh, last I think last Sunday, he was able to uh, to come up to our game against uh, Georgia Southern, last non-conference game of the season, and got a chance to spend some time with our staff and our players a little bit, and then he came back midweek. And got a chance to watch practice and spend a little bit more time. And I think, you know, he felt extremely comfortable in terms of, of the culture that he saw, the type of people that we have. I think, again, Flyer Faithful, uh, you know, his impressions of our arena and the support that we got, I think, really hit home with him in terms of what he would be walking into. So we're excited to add him. You know, he'll, uh, he'll actually get on campus next week and, and we'll get him, uh, get him acclimated to uh, the classroom and everything that we do from a basketball standpoint. And obviously, you know, he's not eligible to play this year. But I think the, the, the one thing that he will bring immediately is, is more uh, depth in terms of what we have in practice and the preparation that our guys have for the, upcom- or for the, for the current season as we move forward with the uh, A-10 schedule. So uh, we're really excited to have him. 
not only for the long term, but obviously short term as well. Yeah, the best uh, scout team in the A-10 just got uh, even better. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you've ever seen a practice and you see some of these guys whose, whose names you're going to become very familiar with next year, um, they, they give your team all they can handle. Well, you know, I, I think, um, you know, obviously those guys are talented. I've, I've been really impressed with, with their uh, understanding of how important it is uh, in terms of the preparation that our guys get. And, you know, just like you take the, the Richmond game the other day, I, I thought, uh, you know, all of our guys did a great job, uh, our walk-ons, the, the red shirts, they did a great job of, of just making sure our guys were prepared for what we would face. And in, in, in some circumstances, it was more difficult in practice you know, in terms of what they had to go through uh, from a defensive standpoint uh, in preparation for the game. All right. Uh, like I say, it's been a lot, a long time since we've had to sit down uh, in chat in this, uh, in this setting, in this venue, although you and I have obviously talked uh, uh, a lot uh, all throughout the, the last couple of weeks. But um, for, for the fans that are here with us tonight, uh, let's take a step back from, from Richmond and, and, and look in the rearview mirror uh, at those uh, 13 non-conference games, uh, eight wins, five losses, uh, a, a schedule that was very, very challenging. What was the biggest thing that you took away from that in looking at your team now as it, as it starts conference play? Well, probably I, I think um, that we have the potential to, to, to be a really good team and that we still have room for improvement, that, that we need to continue to strive to get better uh, you know, with our execution, uh, just with our maturity. You know, and obviously we've got a lot of guys – uh, that are relatively young in their first or second year of playing college basketball. So just that learning curve, uh, just trying to make sure we understand. Uh, we learned from uh, the tough losses. We had some, some obviously close games that could have gone either way the last four or five minutes of the game that we weren't able to pull out. And then some, some wins that uh, we were able to learn from as well, whether it was uh, you know playing well all the way through or maybe as we talked about, after some games where we felt like we didn't necessarily play a complete 40-minute game where uh, our intensity, our focus wasn't the same from half to half. So you just try to learn and get better. But I, th I think this team, you know, has a chance to, to, to compete with anybody on our schedule. I think we got a chance to compete for a championship. I think this team needs to and, and will continue to improve over the course of the rest of the season. So the Flyers uh, head into the Atlantic 10 uh, and open up against Richmond, and, and, and we talked about uh, the prep for that. And it's always a, a unique prep because of their style of play. But um, you know, the, the, the big takeaways uh, that I saw in that game was uh, a, a defensive intensity that was there from the start to the finish, and then an offensive player, uh, Josh Cunningham, for whom Richmond had no answer. And, and to be honest, I'm not sure a lot of teams are going to have an answer for Josh Cunningham when he plays at that level. Yeah, I thought Josh dominated the game right from, right from the start. And, you know, we talked about this post game. you know, just watching his, his focus and his intensity. He was intentional in terms of making sure that we were, we were locked in on the defensive end of the floor. I thought he did a great job talking the whole game communicating to his teammates what needed to get done on the defensive end. And then obviously offensively, he was able to, to really impose his will, so to speak, in, in terms of what he did there. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, Josh is, is, is a guy that, you know, in my opinion, you know, is one of the elite players in this league. I think he should be a candidate for player of the year in the league. And, you know, he's got he's to be able to continue to do that over the course of the next 17 regular season games and conference play. But, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a special player.
when Josh was is doing what he's doing at that end of the floor, and then Obi does what he does, and then and then the grit of a Trey Landers, you know, it, it overshadows. Uh, I, I think uh, a lot of people did not, uh, and, and I probably did a bad job of not pointing it out as as much as I should in the broadcast. Uh, Grant Golden of Richmond came in as the second leading scorer in the Atlantic 10. This was a guy who's averaging 20 points a game, uh, close to nine rebounds a game, and, and he comes away with, with, with four points and three rebounds. And, and, and it wasn't just one person because uh, of, the, of what your defense did, but your defensive collectively, I mean, just shut him down. First team all preseason all-conference selection. Well, you know, I, I think Richmond, from an offensive standpoint, they're, they're a tough cover. You know, just when you, when you look at – you know, obviously he's getting 20 a game. Uh, the point guard, Gilliard, is, is, is more than capable. They have shooting. They have slasher. So uh, what we did is we tried to take some of, the, uh, some of those options away from him. And obviously it started with him on the interior. And I, I thought our guys understood the game plan. You know, you look at the box score. And Richmond took 38 threes in the game. They made 11 threes. Uh, Gilliard made, uh, I think, eight by himself. You know, so... Uh, we were fortunate in, in, in some sense that they, they got some looks that they, that they weren't able to convert. But I think for the most part, uh, the guys understood that, that we wanted to kind of limit some of that freedom that Golden uh, has been able to have and have success with over the course of the season. Yeah, and he, he plays a very unique style. He's not just a, a post guy that just drops down there and calls for the ball. I mean, a lot of offense runs through yeah. him. And uh, I thought – I thought his frustration was very palpable early. Uh, he, he, was, he was not getting a lot of touches, and when he did, he was not getting that chance to just be able to distribute the ball right. and, and find shooters. Yeah, the offense definitely runs through him. You know, and uh, you look at the numbers, I think he, he's second on their team in assists, and for a big guy to, to, to have the assist-to-turnover ratio that he has is pretty impressive. So he, he's got a, a very diverse game. He can step out and shoot threes. Obviously, he's a load in the low post, and uh, you know he's got the ability to, to facilitate and make others better. So we tried to take away some of those options from him, from them as a team, and, and we were able to be successful. Well, the Flyers successful with a 72-48 win over Richmond. That was game one as the, the Atlantic 10 season is just beginning. So, too, is this edition of the Anthony Grant Show as we'll continue live here from Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A sad ending to the disappearance of a former Springboro pediatrician. A Springfield man is accused of using his nine-month-old baby as a shield during a standoff with cops. And the president will speak to the nation tomorrow night on border security. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Hear ye, hear ye. I bring you a message from... Ahem, a message from the king and his new trumpeteer, Stephen. The king wishes me to convey his favor to thine team and thine tailgate. Not yet. He invites thee to let the bot light flow forth. And he also wishes me to tell thee that he toasts thee. Waiteth until the end, Stephen. Even with Game Day's favorite light logger and the slogan of his kingdom. Oh, dilly dilly. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. 
Frickers is the home for incredible value. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings. Tuesday, traditional frickin' chicken wings. Wednesday, sirloin steak dinner. And Thursday, frickin' chicken chunks. Frickers is also ready to handle your graduation party or large catering order. Frickers takes the worry out of what's for lunch, dinner, or late night. Everyday values are at only one place. The home for fun, food, sports, and spirits is also the home for everyday values. Frickers. At McAfee, we strive to remain a leader in our industry by realizing you, the customer, comes first. We also know your time is valuable. You should never have to take time away from what matters to get an estimate on a new system for your home. So now, like never before, receive a price instantly using our online estimating tool at mcair.com. Any season, any time. McAfee. Did you know that in Dayton there is a financial and strategic advisory firm that provides both advice and execution for their clients? It's true, and they're in their second decade of serving the Miami Valley. They are MLA companies, and you can find out more about them at mlacompanies.com or by calling 937-222-3622. Make sure to ask about their trademark value implementation process. MLA companies, financial wisdom, transformative action, trusted advisors. Adults 50 years of age or better, you have an exciting way to learn about a broad variety of topics. The Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton, offering fall, winter, and spring seminar series that meets weekly. Choose from seminars such as Earth's Environment, Past, Present, and Future, Adventure Travel 2019, Beginning Guitar Workshop, Legacy Writing, and more. All offering an intellectually stimulating yet informal, non-competitive environment. Call 229-2347 to register or learn more. For the remainder of the evening, still dealing with some gusty winds that could gust as high as 30 to 40 miles an hour, along with a few passing showers. Temperatures will be around 50 degrees. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers on uh, Woodman Drive. Welcome back to the Anthony Grant Show. Uh, Larry Hansgen joined by the coach of the Flyers, Anthony Grant, now 9-5, 1-0 in the Atlantic 10. On the road Wednesday at George Washington, back home Sunday against UMass as the season uh, is underway, and the games will be coming uh, fast and furious here in A-10 play. Uh, from here until uh, until March in the tournament at the Barclays Center uh, in Brooklyn. Um, we've uh, got several ways in which you can get involved. If you are here with us at Frickers tonight, you can step up to the Bud Light mic. You can ask the coach a question wherever you are in Flyer Nation. You can give us a call at 457-1290. All right. People have been buzzing about it for weeks. We've not had a chance to sit down in this uh, format and discuss it. So let's talk about the dunk. <laughs> uh, it was spectacular. It was. Uh, it will be on a highlight reel forever. Uh, it was, uh, you know, made the ESPN's uh, top ten. It was also a coaching moment, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because uh, you know most people don't really think that, uh, that Jalen can get up like he did, you know, and uh, I was really, really happy that he was able to get the steal and go down. And... That's not what you're talking about? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a coaching moment. That was a coaching moment. But, you know, um, Obi's a really talented young man. And, uh, you know, it's probably, you know, sixth or seventh time that myself, our staff, his teammates have seen him complete the dunk in practice. And uh, not very many people, you know, in, in the college game were able to do that. And my, my thing to Obi is just understanding as a freshman, uh, time score, uh, you know, your opponent's psyche, the whole deal, just in terms of the situation. And, uh, you know, Obi's one of those guys that his energy, his, 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 his emotion is, is so, so refreshing for a young guy that, that he, he plays with a passion that you love to see your guys play with. And, you know, as a young guy, like we always talk about, it's, every game is a learning experience. So it, it's the first time that he's been in that situation. And, you know, he, he gets a, a – uh, joy from exciting the crowd like like most kids do and and uh you know in that situation i think it was a eight or nine point game at the time and you know you, you're looking at it as a coach you're saying it's a three possession game and we definitely need to we need to convert this bucket and and to to make the degree of difficulty more than it needed to be wasn't the wasn't necessarily the right time in my opinion my humble opinion but uh i'm glad it went in for for us and for him uh you know and uh yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Was that a microcosm of, of this team from the standpoint, a, a, a enthusiastic, talented, athletic team that sometimes lacks a little focus for a little bit? Well, I, I think, you know, like, like and when, you, when you're a young team, you have to understand that you have to play it all the way through, that the other team is not, not going to bend to your will or agree with necessarily that, okay, this, this dunk should put the exclamation point on the game and you guys can stop trying now. Like, you look at what happened from that point forward, uh, that put us up 11. They came down and hit a three, call a timeout, so all of a sudden now it's an eight-point game, okay, and they go on a run, and I think the next three or four minutes cut the lead down to two, and it got to one. You know, so there's still plenty of time, there's six and a half minutes to play in the game, and you've got to be able to finish the game the right way. So uh, that situation was a learning experience not only for Obi but for our team as well in terms of you have to play for 40 minutes all the way through no matter how big of a lead you have at half, no matter if you're at a deficit like we were at Auburn in the, in the first half coming out, that it's always going to be a 40-minute game and your effort and your energy, you have to be able to, to, to maintain a consistent level of play all the way through, no matter what's going on at that individual moment. So, you know, you try to learn those lessons, and hopefully at some point uh, they will get it over a long period of time all of a sudden. All right. Well, we saw a pretty complete game on, 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 on Sunday, yesterday, so a positive sign there in the, in, in the win over Richmond, up 11 at the half. And, you know, it, it just you know, the second half you, you, you not only maintained it, but you built on it. Yeah, I thought our guys were pretty intentional coming out of the half. Um, just with what we've tried to emphasize through film and through practice that we needed to, to make sure we brought energy in the second half. And, and you could see them out there, you know, communicating with each other. And I thought our effort in the second half w was pretty good. And it, it allowed us to, to slowly build that lead. I don't think it, it's any, it happened all of a sudden. But I thought over the course of the second half, we were able to make plays, get stops, rebound, convert on the other end, uh, inside, get out in transition. And, and methodically over the course of uh, that first, you know, 10 to, to 15 minutes of the half, build a lead up to 30. 
Dayton Flyers 1-0 in the A-10, 9-5 overall, and a couple of games coming up this week, which we'll be talking about in a bit. But right now, we, we want to welcome uh, Santa <laughs> back to the uh, the Bud Light mic, and uh, you got a question for Coach. Uh, Santa's not here. Jerry's here tonight. Okay, all right. <laughs> His alter ego. Coach, great start to this to conference play. Uh, you talked earlier about the, the guys that are sitting out a year and playing on the practice squad and all that. Does that develop their skills because they're trying to emulate players that don't play like they do? Does that really have an impact on their growth as a player? Yeah, not so much the, uh, you know, the, the, the preparation game by game, but, but you know, our guys, they spend a lot of time in terms of their individual game, the player development stuff with our staff uh, in the gym. So, so they're constantly uh, in there on their own, working on their game or, or with the coach before or after practice. And then also they get to participate in, in learning our system in terms of uh, offensively and defensively, our terminology, what we're doing. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's certainly uh, helping them in terms of their preparations for when their opportunity comes next year. Great. I think one of the keys that, we're, that I'm seeing as a fan, too, is these guys love playing together. They really seem united as a team. I think that's awesome. I appreciate it. Congrats. And, 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 and that's been very evident from day one. It's something that's been a focus, and, and I think it's not something that uh, they have felt uncomfortable doing. I mean, they truly enjoy each other. Uh, and and this, this time right now, uh, classes don't start until, what, a, a week from? A week from today. Today, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is that time where, yeah, you get to really focus on a lot of basketball stuff, but they also just get to hang out. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, as a, as a player, you always, you always are in a routine. You know, you're, you've got your class schedule, your lifting schedule, your tutoring schedule, your practice schedule, your workout schedule. So this is the time of year where that routine gets broken a little bit. But, you know, I think if you ask the guys, they don't mind their routine being broken when they don't have to get up early and go to class and study and do papers and things like that. But, uh, you know, obviously once we get back next week, their routine will change once more. So making that adjustment again to the class schedule and everything will be the next challenge. All right, this is the Anthony Grant Show. We've got the Bud Light Mike. we got Tom and Tom, Tom Toms. But we're going to get with them uh, after we have news coming up here as we continue on the Anthony Grant Show live from Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 730. I'm Dave Daniels. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. A sad ending to the disappearance of a former Springboro pediatrician. A Springfield man is accused of using his nine-month-old baby as a shield during a standoff with cops. In our top story, the president will speak to the nation tomorrow night on border security. Windy with a few spotty showers around this evening. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO Triple Team Traffic, where you're still cleaning up an accident in Trotwood, uh, Olive Road at Salem Avenue this hour. 
And our top story, President Trump will travel to the U.S.-Mexico border Thursday as the partial government shutdown continues over funding for a wall there. He made it clear in a letter to the chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee, Richard Shelby of Alabama, what he wants. And the president is saying that he requests $5.7 billion for construction of a steel barrier for the southwest border. A physical barrier wall creates an enduring capability that helps field personnel stop, slow down, and or contain illegal entries. Fox's John Roberts reporting the president will speak to the nation tomorrow night about border security and will have his remarks live right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The body of a retired pediatrician missing since Saturday has been found in a wooded area at Caesar Creek State Park. Coroners say Dr. Daniel Conforti died from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Dr. Conforti was the subject of an extensive search since he went missing after leaving his home in Clear Creek Township on Saturday morning. Gusty winds being blamed for leaving over 4,300 DPNL customers without power in Montgomery, Miami, and Logan counties earlier today. Those outages concentrated mostly in the Huber Heights and Bell Fountain areas. Crews are on scene and hope to have power restored soon to the just under 1,000 customers still in the dark. A Springfield man is in custody after cops say he used his nine-month-old baby as a human shield during an armed standoff. James Cunningham is now facing child endangering, kidnapping, and resisting arrest charges. Cops say they had to tase Cunningham three times before they could arrest him. WHIO's Bill Scheidel reports the child was unharmed. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. Ohio State's Dwayne Haskins has announced he's entering the 2019 NFL Draft. The sophomore quarterback led the Buckeyes to a 13-1 season in his first year as a starter. The battle to be next year's starting quarterback should be a good one between Tate Martell, Matthew Baldwin, and recent transfer Justin Fields. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Brideggs. A few spotty showers around for the remainder of the evening, along with some gusty winds. Winds could in fact gust as high as 30 to 40 miles an hour before midnight tonight. As we head through the night, temperatures are going to hold steady around 50 degrees. We'll keep that slight chance of a stray shower around along with those windy conditions. Tomorrow, winds will ramp right back up where we could see winds gusting between 35 to 45 miles an hour into the afternoon along with a stray shower or two, otherwise mostly cloudy skies. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar, some spotty showers and gusty winds around the Miami Valley. It's 52 degrees in Piqua, 55 in Springfield, and 56 degrees in Dayton at 733. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. I'm WHIO's Chris Hartley with some fun events for you this weekend here in the Miami Valley. Victoria Theater. Theater is going to be presenting Muse Machine Mamma Mia. That's on Friday at 8 o'clock. Saturday has two show times for you, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. and Sunday at 2. Tickets available at TicketCenterStage.com. Coming up on Saturday, Art Ventures is going to be happening over at the Dayton Art Institute. You can stop by and learn how to do new art-making skills and techniques and create some artwork. The event's going to begin at 1 p.m. It's going to run through 3. The Greater Dayton Home Show is going to be happening this weekend over at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds. Friday, noon to 8. Saturday, 10 to 8. And Sunday, noon to Saturday, the monthly sports card show is going to be happening over at the Nutter Center. You can buy, sell, or trade sports cards. The event's going to begin at 10 a.m. and it's going to run through 3. And Broadway returns to Dayton with Finding Neverland. That's happening over at the Dayton Schuster Center. It's going to be January 15th through the 20th. Tickets available at TicketCenterStage.com. Getting you out into the Miami Valley this weekend. I'm Chris Hartley, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
Each day, researchers make new discoveries that bring us closer to the moment when all cancer patients can become survivors. Some days they take small steps. Others, huge discoveries lead to giant leaps forward. This progress, both small steps and giant leaps, happens with the help of clinical trials. Clinical trials are a fundamental path to progress and the brightest torch researchers have to light their way towards better treatments. And if you've been diagnosed with cancer, they may be your brightest ray of hope. Clinical trials introduce new hope in addition to the current standard of care by allowing researchers to provide participants access to cutting edge and potentially life-saving treatments. So if you're interested in exploring new treatment options while helping to light the path for other patients, clinical trials may be the best choice for you. Speak with your doctor and visit standuptocancer.org slash clinical trials to learn more about clinical trials. Together, we can stand up for all of us. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. And welcome back to The Anthony Grant Show, and welcome back to Prickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits. Great place uh, to catch uh, the football playoffs coming up, and even uh, after our show wraps up, the uh, college uh, football national championship game between Alabama and Clemson, and uh, uh, we'll be uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Coach Grant and Coach Saban cross paths uh, uh, earlier in your career. We'll uh, maybe get a get a story or two out of you. Right now, though, Tom has been patient on the Bud Light mic and step on up. You got a question for Coach Grant? Hi, Coach. I got a question for you. I mean, defense has been doing really strong. Are we going to see zone, zone, and a little more zoning? <laughs> uh, you know, zone has always been in our package. Uh, you know, I'm probably my bend is more man to man. I felt like in our last game that was you know, the, the best way for us to have uh, consistent success against our opponents. So every game, it changes, but certainly it's a, it, it'll be a part of what we do. Uh, it's just hard to say how much, how much we'll, uh, we'll rely on it. Because I see, I mean, that keeps us out of foul trouble. I mean, normally the zone will keep you out of specific player foul trouble, but, I mean, that's just the, the, the play of the coach now, or is that the way the, the players you have play to that easier, I guess, is that, or play better that way? Yeah, you know, we really haven't. We haven't had an issue really this year in terms of getting in any, any serious or consistent foul trouble. I think our guys have done a pretty good job of, of understanding, you know, the rules. And we try to educate our guys in terms of, of what they need to do, especially with the emphasis on uh, cleaning up the, uh, the physicality and the pain and hand checking and things like that, freedom of movement. So we haven't really had that issue. But, you know, obviously for us it, it's been more uh, the consistency uh, uh, of, of doing the things that we know we need to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think we have to be a good man-to-man team. I think we have to be a team that can mix up our defenses from zone to different presses. Uh, I think you have, to, you have to have a variety of what you do. So, you know, we're going to try to be as good as we can in all those areas. Thank you, Coach. Right. Yep. Well, thank, thanks, Tom. Um, obviously, our focus is on this year. But next year, we've talked about the fact that, okay, you've got Jordy Shimanga, E.B. Watson, Rodney Chapman, um, Jerry Matos coming off of his surgery, and now Chase Johnson, at least in the second semester, uh, plus Mule Sissoko coming out of uh, Georgia. And, and obviously you're going to use, lose Josh Cunningham, but with those numbers, does that certainly give you more options as to how you want to play uh, defensively? Yeah, it should, you know, but um, 
we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I think right now for us, um, you know, we, we probably had to rely more on more zone last year, uh, you know, just in terms of where our numbers were. But I, I think for, for where we want to be, our, our, our foundation has to be, uh, you know, being a good defensive team that can guard people. And, and uh, you know, I've always felt like when you, have to, when you have an opponent that has to prepare for a multitude of things that you do uh, and, and not sure which one is coming at them, I think that, that gives them a little bit more, uh, more issues in terms of their preparation. So, you know, we want to we wanna constantly be a team that can change and can guard a, a multitude of ways. This is the Anthony Grant Show here on the home of the Flyers at the home of the Anthony Grant Show. Frickers on Woodman Drive. Tom is at our Bud Light mic. Step on up, Tom. You got a question for Coach? Gentlemen, Coach, uh, <clears throat> the inside the inside game took, you know, center stage yesterday. And But uh, uh, we seem to be struggling from uh, three-point territory. Uh, is there any – do you have any thoughts on how that could be enhanced? Yeah, you know, we, we took 23s yesterday. And, uh, you know, probably I'm, I'm going to say, you know, 75% of them were, were shots that we're more than capable of making. You know, uh, I don't think we really got into any situations where we, we you know, had to force late clock uh, situations in terms of shots in the three-point line. So, you know, I, I think uh, on any given night, you know, we're more than capable of, of having the night where, and I think we're going to have those nights where, where we shoot the ball really well. We, we, for some reason, we just haven't, haven't been able to shoot the ball as well as I think we're capable of up to this point of the season. But I think uh, our guys, they get a lot of practice. I think we have a, a high level of confidence in terms of our ability to make them. And, uh, you know, that's all you can do. And we always talk about we have to control the things that we can control. On any given night, you can't always control whether or not a shot goes in, you know. But uh, for us, you know, the, the types of shots that we take, uh, what we – what we do on the defensive end, you know, you look at, we were we were three for twenty from the three point line last night. Uh, our our offensive efficiency was about where it's been all year, which is top fifty in the country. Um, I think we we've been a pretty consistent and pretty good offensive team, uh, pretty much all all season. So uh, I think there's a we're doing a lot right from an offensive standpoint. And I've got confidence and belief that the guys that uh, you know, on any given night are getting those shots that we'll, we'll have our share of nights where, where we, uh, you know, we, we're going to make more than, more than we've made over the last maybe several games. But uh, I think the one thing that when you prepare for a team, you, you look at it and say, do I believe that those guys are capable of making those shots that they're taking? And uh, you adjust accordingly. I don't think, uh, you know, we'll have an opponent that'll, that'll, welcome Jalen Crutcher taking some of the shots that he got yesterday that didn't go in or, you know, obviously Jordan Davis is a, is a guy that's proven that he's cap more than capable of making shots. And I think we've got guys that are more than capable that our opponents respect the fact that they're capable of making the shots. So as long as we continue to take good ones, I'm, I'm fine with what we're doing. Thanks, Coach. Yep. All right, thanks, Tom. And, you know, shot, shot selection is, is really maybe the uh, – the biggest key to being successful offensively. Take care of the ball first, get a shot, and then get a good there shot. There you go. I, I think you've – as simple as that sounds, that's 
really what it is, you know, and, and uh, our guys have bought into that. And they understand that. You know, last night I think we had 16 assists and 10 turnovers. I thought we were a little sloppy there at times uh, in terms of taking care of the ball. But, you know, we're, we're pretty effective and, a, and, and, and efficient from an offensive standpoint. So we just got to continue with our formula and continue to understand what allows us to have success on the offensive end. You know, we've, we've talked about offense, we've talked about defense, and then a guy that kind of he, – he almost takes the pulse of the game and then says, okay, well, here's how I'm going to impact it, is Trey Landers. And sometimes it's more so at the defensive end, sometimes it's more so at the offensive end, but he finds ways to make his presence felt. Yeah, Trey's a guy that plays with a lot of energy, a lot of heart, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I think you hit it on the head that, like, you know, what you do to impact winning doesn't always show up on a stat sheet, you know, and, and Trey understands that, and I think he embraces that, and, uh, you know, his ability to, to lead with his voice, to lead with his effort, you know, I, I think uh, he may be, I think, top five in, in our league right now in rebounding. He's, he's you know, second. He's, he's second. second. Yeah. So you know, just his his effort on that on that end of the floor, uh, what he does for us defensively, and then obviously, like you said, he's a guy that that is a playmaker. Um, you know, he's he's able to go out there and impact the game in a lot of different ways. All right, Dayton Flyers uh, heading out on the road tomorrow. In fact, uh, flying to uh, D.C. to take on. George Washington uh, to, on Wednesday night. We'll be talking about that. Also take just a little peek towards Sunday's matchup with UMass. That's all coming up as we continue the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Brickersville Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A Springfield man is accused of using his nine-month-old child as a shield during a standoff with cops. Governor Kasich signs a law establishing a minimum age for marriage in the state of Ohio. And as the government shutdown continues, the president will speak to the nation about border security tomorrow night. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Maytag and Logan Master Appliance will help you stand up to messes with a Maytag brand kitchen suite that's engineered to resist fingerprints. So stainless steel keeps looking stainless. The easy to clean fingerprint resistant stainless steel finish keeps your kitchen looking as good on the outside as it works on the inside. See store for full details and qualified models. Logan Master Appliance. When service matters, call the masters. Adults 50 years of age or better, you have an exciting way to learn about a broad variety of topics. The Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton, offering fall, winter, and spring seminar series that meets weekly. Choose from seminars such as Earth's Environment, Past, Present, and Future, Adventure Travel 2019, Beginning Guitar Workshop, Legacy Writing, and more. All offering an intellectually stimulating yet informal, non-competitive environment. Call 229-2347 to register or learn more. Hello, Brooklyn. The Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship returns to the bright lights of Barclays Center. Join your team for five days of tournament madness, March 13th through 17th at the iconic Brooklyn Arena. Purchase tickets now at the ticket office of your favorite A-10 institution, at Barclays Center box office, barclayscenter.com, ticketmaster.com, or by calling Ticketmaster at 800-745-3000. Come to Brooklyn and cheer your team to a title in the NCAA Tournament. 
remainder of the evening still dealing with some gusty winds that could gust as high as 30 to 40 miles an hour, along with a few passing showers. Temperatures will be around 50 degrees. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers and Woodman Drive, and welcome back to The Anthony Grant Show. Our first show in 2019 as the Dayton Flyers have win number one in 2019. It was win one in the A-10. A 72-48 victory over Richmond yesterday afternoon. Now it's on the road to George Washington Wednesday, then back home Sunday to host UMass. Bud Light Mike's busy tonight. Sean, step on up. you got a question for Coach. Yeah, Coach, uh, first congratulations on the winning streak. Keep it going. Thank you. Uh, a couple questions uh, regarding Chase Johnson. Uh, I know he had a medical red shirt last year. I wonder how much eligibility he'll actually have here, how many years while he's playing here at Dayton. And then uh, regarding Frankie Policelli, I know you had to alter your plans to redshirt him and actually play him in games. How has that changed your plan for his development? Yeah, great question. So, so uh, Chase uh, redshirted his first year at Florida. So he's a redshirt freshman this year. So uh, the NCAA rules say you have to sit two semesters okay. uh, before you're eligible to play. So right now, as it stands, his first opportunity will be after the second semester. Uh, after, sorry, after the first semester of next year. And then he would have that year, uh, the rest of that year, and two years to play. Okay. So uh, as it stands right now, that's what he's looking at. And obviously there's some things that we'll look at to see if we can't uh, improve those those numbers. But as of right now, that's what he's looking at. In terms of uh, uh, Frankie, I, I think Frankie, uh, you know, his his opportunities haven't been as consistent in games but he certainly, uh, from what he's been able to do in practice, the opportunities to continue to grow and improve, I think Frankie's got a chance to, like I've said before, to be a really good player. And obviously our injuries, uh, specifically with Jerry, uh, put us in a position where we needed to take the red shirt off of him and make him available. But I think uh, he's got an unbelievable opportunity to continue to, to, to learn and grow and impact our team. I think uh, you saw last night, You know, we felt like when we recruited him, he's a guy that, uh, could stretch the defense with the ability to shoot the basketball, and it was good to see last night. Uh, you know him knock down his three, and to see his teammates react to it because we see it every day in practice. And you know as Frankie continues to get more comfortable and continue to learn and understand what it takes uh, for him to, to to impact on the floor, I think he's only going to continue to get better. All right, thanks, All right. thanks Sean. Okay, Thank yeah. again Dayton uh, heading out on the road tomorrow, going to DC. George Washington Colonials uh, will be uh, hosting the Flyers on Wednesday night in uh, GW coming off a big win yesterday as they went out on the road in their A-10 opener and beat St. Joe's in, in Philadelphia. Uh, obviously, you've had a chance to look at them a little bit. Uh, what more can you tell us about the Colonials, Coach? Well, I thought it was a really impressive win on the road last night for them. And, you know, um, you talk about whatever it was, you know, back in October – you know, one of the things I think everybody said when you looked at the A-10 is that it would be wide open this year, that there was a lot of parity across the league. And I think, you know, you, you kind of see that uh, over the course of the first game or two in conference play. Uh, you know, Mason was picked to, to be the favorite in the league, and they set it 2-0 and right now. And then you talked about after that that there was maybe anything could happen over the course of an 18-game schedule. So, 
Uh, I think a, a lot of our league will be based on matchups on any given night. Anything can happen. And obviously, uh, you know, uh, for, for GW, they've won three in a row now. I think uh, uh, they're playing with a tremendous confidence uh, just watching them play. So I think, uh, you know, this will be a great challenge for our basketball team to be able to, you know, continue uh, to, to focus on what we need to do to put ourselves in the best position to be successful as we, we get our first road game in conference play here at their place. So it'll be a great challenge, and I think uh, hopefully we'll be ready to bring our best. All right, that's coming up again uh, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock tip. Our coverage will start here on the home of the Flyers at 6. Bud Light Mike keeps on spinning. And, John, step on up. you got a question for Coach. I do. Uh, yesterday at the game, uh, in fact, just before the game started and then uh, getting ready for the tip, uh, Coach Mooney seemed to be very upset about something and, and it was making something we didn't we couldn't figure out what was going on never really did here so. yeah I think it was a headband issue with uh, uh, Golden I think he, he I think typically wears a headband for games and I asked the official you know right like just like you saw I thought there, there was a conversation going on before the game so I asked him what it was and it had to do with the color of his headband I think there's there's certain rules the NCAA has in terms of Anything outside of your uniform that you wear has a certain protocol in terms of the, a color scheme. And his headband was out of the scheme that, that they allow. Uh, so I think he wears a headband every game. And uh, because of the color of his headband in this game, he wasn't allowed to wear it. That might have thrown his game off. Could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Yeah. I never wear a headband. <laughs> Doesn't matter what color it's going to be. I don't have to worry. Uh, okay, so, um, you know, playing on the road in conference play, uh, that is, is sometimes the, the test of a true medal of a team. Um, and and, and it's a ho- it'll be a hostile environment. And, you know, I, I, think, I think Dayton players get, spo- get spoiled a little bit because you play in a palace. Uh, it, it, one of the best venues in all of college basketball, and that's not always going to be the case going on the road. So there's a lot of mental uh, challenges uh, for this game coming up Wednesday, not just this game Wednesday, but any time you leave home in the A-10. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, it, it's, a different, it's a different animal, and, and you know, we, we talk to our guys about it. Obviously, you know, any time you go on the road, especially in conference play, you, you know it's, it's going to be a hard-fought fought, uh game in terms of trying to come out with the win but it's also you're out of your element a little bit in terms of you know to, to a certain extent I think that's why our opponents really enjoy coming to Dayton because of you know you, you've got a, an unbelievable arena a tremendous fan base uh, there's excitement in the gym and you know over the course of however many games nine games in conference play there are certain places you go where it's an electric atmosphere where there's you know crowds and, and excitement but then you go other places and there might not be as much fanfare around the game and when you're used to 12 13,000 people that are watching you play and on any given night you the the gym may not have the same type of elect- electricity in it uh, because of the support that that affects you as well so the maturity to be able to go out every night and understand what you're playing for uh, whether it's you know in a, in, a, in a packed gym on the road or uh, a not-so-packed gym on the road that you've got to have the, the mental maturity and toughness to bring your best. All right. Dayton Flyers uh, with the road game, then uh, coming back, uh, we'll take on, on a UMass team that, uh, you know, on Sunday that, you know, uh, gosh, we could, we could describe so many teams in the A-10 right now 
like I would describe UMass, a team that's had some really great wins, a team that's had some losses that make you scratch their head. Uh, it's just kind of one of those been those up and downs, and there again, part of that part of that pack uh, that's, that's right there, uh, you know, in the in the middle of contending. Yeah, you know, you look at their numbers. Um, obviously, where our focus right now is on on GW, but you look at, at UMass's numbers. I think they've been uh, the best offensive team in, in in the conference in terms of their uh, effective field goal percentage, number of threes, I think made a game, three-point percentage. I think they've got multiple guys that are, are in the mid to high 40s from the three-point line. So they're a very dangerous team. And like I said earlier, you know, you look across the league and, you know, it becomes on a nightly basis about matchups in terms of uh, your ability to have success. So UMass is, is obviously a team that, that's extremely dangerous. And, and like you said, uh, you know, on any given night, uh, they've been able to play with anybody in the country. All right. Well, that's coming up Sunday. But before that, we got George Washington on Wednesday. And tonight, uh, college football is on taking center stage once we're done with this show with Alabama meeting Clemson uh, in the uh, national championship game. Of course, you spent some years at Alabama and coach. So how, how large a figure is Coach Nick Saban on that uh, Alabama campus there in Tuscaloosa? Well, he's got a statue of himself outside the football stadium. I think that's that's a pretty uh, pretty large uh, pretty large figure right there. Uh, and, and you 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 know you, you've been down there for football game days, and and that is that has got to be an experience. Was that something that when you would be recruiting that you would bring recruits in? And oh yeah. Show them show no them game question. day. I mean, yeah. So the program, obviously, you look at the tradition uh, of Alabama football, uh, Bear Bryant and his legend uh, throughout college football and especially in that state. But what Coach Saban's done, uh, I think we'll be speaking of him in the, same vo in the same voice that we talk about, the grace that have ever done it no matter what level it is. And, you know, you look at, I think he's got a chance tonight to surpass uh, the Bear in terms of number of national championships. Uh, you know, in the modern era to see what he's been able to do is, is extremely impressive. And, you know, you spend any amount of time with him uh, you know, people, different coaches would ask me, you know, what, what's it like, you know, in, in, in terms of his intensity or his approach. And, uh, you know, he, he has it. No, no coach would ever tell you, I think I've got this figured out. But I tell people he's got it about as figured out as anybody I've ever seen in terms of his approach to what he does and, and how he goes about doing it. it it's pretty impressive to watch. So uh, certainly the success that that they've enjoyed. I think they got a chance to win back-to-back -back national championships tonight. Uh, it's been been fun to, to, to see it and uh, certainly happy for him and his staff and all those people down there. All right. Well, the Dayton Flyers are taking care of business this week uh, with a game at George Washington Wednesday, the home game against UMass uh, on, on Sunday, coming off a, a pretty good performance against Richmond. Uh, you got two good halves out of your team, something you've been wanting to see for a while. What's uh, besides the X's and O's of, of GW and then eventually UMass, what's your, what's your uh, point of emphasis this week as you prepare this team? Make sure our, our, our mindset is right, that, that we need to, to make sure we, we can play 40 minutes, uh, that we understand uh, the things that we've talked about all the way through. We need to play to our identity, and uh, we've got an opportunity to control our destiny as we move forward. So every, every game is... That next game is the most important game, and we've got to treat it as such. All right. Next game, most important, Wednesday. 
George Washington. 7 o'clock tip. Our coverage will start at 6. Then you got a uh, 3 o'clock afternoon game on Sunday against uh, UMass. We'll be back here next Monday to talk about both those games on that edition of the Anthony Grant Show. On behalf of our engineer producer tonight, Griff Getz, the coach, Anthony Grant. I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone, and go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.